Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Ah, it's Monday. The most excellent day of the week. Welcome to it. Great to have you with us. 888-933-93. Not sure how long we're going to be around at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. (laughs) What a nightmare. Uh, Apparently there's a mass exodus going on from Twitter right now. Uh, Rush, I think, shut down his account. Yep. John uh, Dan Bongino shut down his. Of course, he got suspended. I think before he did that, mm. uh, people are just fed up now. They're they're fed up and and done with it. And sadly, you it's a little more complicated. Well, then, well, okay, I'll just switch to Parlor now because Parlor is under fire, big time. They are trying to destroy that company because they believe in in free speech. And they have said they're not going to censor either side. So if you want to come over and, you know, say things without being threatening to people, then come do that. Well, they, duh, I mean, all of the, all of the powers that be in, in the, in the tech world are demanding that they, that they heavily censor people. Well, they don't want to. That's not what their business model is all about. Uh, this statement came yesterday from Parlor CEO John Mates. And, and this is probably what, after they were taken out of the Google store, the Apple store, yep. Amazon last night at midnight, took them offline. Actually took them off their servers? Yeah, look, look, if you go Jeez. to Parlor.com right now, this is what you see. The site cannot be reached. Check to see if you got a typo. That yeah, they're, they're offline while they try to find another server. Un- another host. Real. We're the closest thing to competition Facebook or Twitter has seen in many years. I believe Amazon, Google, Apple work together to try to ensure they don't have competition. They will not win. We are the world's last hope for free speech and free information. What they're doing is unprecedented, unfounded, and absolutely disgusting and shameful. This is a battle against all of us. Liberals, conservatives, atheists, Christians, black, white, etc., They want to keep their monopoly over speech. They want us fighting. They don't want us working together. They don't want us working with each other. They want us hating one another. Parlor brings two people with conflicting ideas together. Our mission is free speech, democracy, and us, the people, having power. Us, the people? Hmm. Uh, The elite don't want us to be free. They want hate. Division and power. Uh, so nicely put by John Mates, and I mean, could it, could that ring any truer than it does? Just it's pathetic what's happening. We had to see this coming when when they locked up the New York Post's account uh, yeah. for telling the truth about Hunter Biden. Mm-hmm. Uh, they locked up my account when I just put a YouTube link up which was just 15 minutes of raw footage of Joe Biden touching little girls. So it's obviously gotten to this extreme level, but here we are. Oh, but good news. Uh, Joe Biden's uh, staff will have 14 executives uh, on board from Facebook, Twitter, Google, Amazon, um, and uh, mm-hmm. Apple. That's so great. That's, that's good. I'm sure that mm-hmm. this is only going to continue. Yeah, that's great. 
I mean, that, yeah, the handwriting's been on the wall for a while, but I mean, this is something beyond, I think, what we could have anticipated just a short time ago. Like everything else that's going on right now, it just it's getting so progressively uh, and exponentially bad that uh, it's really hard to believe. Just leaves your mind boggled. And as someone pointed out online, uh, if companies can do whatever they want, then everybody open your doors. Every business should open up wide now mm-hmm. and forget this lockdown nonsense. Yeah. Uh, really sad. Uh, it's fasci- fascism, mm-hmm. plain and simple. Uh, it, it, I mean, the anti-fascists, why aren't they protesting this? Wait, I thought you were anti-fascist. Isn't this fascism in its truest, purest form right here, right in front of our eyes? Because... Yeah, I think it's pretty plain that it is. Uh, here's uh, an interesting quote from Ronald Reagan about fascism to consider. Someone very profoundly once said many years ago that if fascism ever comes to America, it'll come in the name of, li- of liberalism. Mm. And what is fascism? Fascism is private ownership, private enterprise, but total government control and regulation. Well, isn't this the liberal philosophy? The conservative, mm-hmm. so-called, is the one that says, less government, get off my back, mm-hmm. get out of my pocket, and let me have more control of my own destiny. Hmm. Yeah, he's a brilliant man. God, you, I mean, you see him at his peak there, on top of his game. Wow. He was, he was fantastic. Yep. He was fantastic. Yeah, and then, um, you know, Jack Dorsey tweeted out yesterday... You know, oh, look what the most popular um, free app is right now. This was after Parler had been removed, and it was Signal, um, you know, an app where you can communicate back and forth. But he's just rubbing salt in the wound. I mean, they don't care anymore. They don't care what you think about them, if they um, uh, upset you or drive you away. They just don't care. And February 9th, I noticed there is a shareholder meeting for Twitter, and uh, I plan on listening in on that call. Because uh, their, their stock has fallen 10% since they banned Donald Trump. So we'll see. If you're publicly traded, mm. an answer to your shareholders should be fun. Yeah, that's uh, so that kind of set a lot of this in motion, actually. Was it Friday when they completely banned well, President Trump? Y- yes, it was Friday. I mean, they started <clears throat> after the uh, Capitol riot. They... They suspended him for a while. Well, either that, and they began pulling people off, like closing down accounts, you know, left and right, and uh, not politically speaking. Uh, And and so people were just disappearing. Mm -hmm. And then when they permanently banned Trump uh, on Friday, that's when the mass exodus, the voluntary mass exodus began. And then the retaliation was to take Parler offline by Amazon servers. It is a cabal, a big tech cabal, and they are the ones in charge right now. Mm. Period. Crazy. Yep. Absolutely nuts. Uh, also, Lindsey Graham, more determined than ever to uh, strip the tech companies of legal protections after Twitter has banned Trump. Uh, this is this is our only re- recourse, I think, is Section 230. It's our only recourse. This is the thing that scares the hell out of them, and it should, because if they're held responsible, if they're held accountable for the things that happen on their platform uh they will be driven out of business and they know it 
They'll be sued out of existence. Which is why they have this deal in the first place. And how does that happen now when they own all three branches of government? Yeah, yeah, that's that makes it difficult. But he says he's more determined than ever to strip tech and social media companies of legal protections under Section 230 after the president was banned permanently from his Twitter account. Twitter announced on Friday they banned President Donald Trump from his account over concerns that his tweets were inciting violence. Supporters of the president accused the popular social media platform of political bias. <laughs> Obviously. Graham took to his account to decry the action and call for Section 230 to be rescinded. The law protects some tech companies from legal repercussions over speech posted to their platforms by third parties. Twitter may ban me for this, but I willingly accept that fate. Your decision to permanently ban President Trump is a serious mistake. The Ayatollah can tweet, but Trump can't. Mm. Says a lot about the people who run Twitter. When <laughs> you think about it that way, yeah, if you're going to put it that way, yeah, that makes it sound bad that the Ayatollah could tweet, uh, but uh, Donald Trump cannot. Wow. So President Trump, I I think he turned to the uh, the official president of the United States account, right? Didn't he start tweeting there? Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did. Let me look. Have they banned that one too? Uh, that's what I'm wondering. Let's see, it's still there. Is it? Um, I mean, he's got some outlets, you know. As, I don't know, President of the United States, he has some things at his disposal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he might as well just tweet from the official president website. I don't see any he's, new tweets since really? December 23rd on that. Uh, that's what I thought he was going to be doing. I mean, that's smart. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I read that he had taken to uh, the POTUS site, but maybe not. You know what? He probably doesn't have that on his phone. He's probably oh. only logged into his account, and no one will give him the password. <laughs> That's probably true. It's like, uh, hey, can I have that uh, password nope. for the post? No. For well, the- let me go get it. Yeah, go get that. Yeah. You just don't know it off the top of your head? No. Mm-mm. No, I'll go well, get I'll, it. I'll go with you. No, I, that's all right. It'll slow me down if you come. How? Uh, so. <laughs> so do you want me to just wait right here? Yeah, stay right here. I'll be right back. <laughs> go get that password for you, Mr. President. <laughs> uh, man, I think a lot of people have decided that they're going to protect him from himself. And they've made that unilateral decision. And so we'll see what happens with that. But, uh, I mean, the Democrats are completely out of control right now. They're, they're saying they're going to pursue impeachment mm-hmm. if Mike Pence doesn't remove him from office. Okay, how is Mike Pence is going to remove Donald Trump from office? I guess by declaring the Twenty Fifth Amendment, right, uh, and and declaring him incapable of of performing his duties. Is that what they're trying to get him to do? Because that's I think that's the only way he can be removed by his cabinet is uh, if that's declared. And. In the mean, you know, that's not going to happen. So are they, they're going to launch a second round of impeachment? Yeah. I mean, that's unbelievable with what? We're nine days away. Nine days. You can't, you can't just wait nine days. Yeah. And then the Senate is on recess until the 19th. 
So they wouldn't be able to take it up until the 20th, which is, by my calculations, inauguration makes day. it a moot point. Right. <laughs> so the Senate's not even coming back till till the 19th? Correct. <laughs> yeah, but now they're talking about doing it That's after the nine. fact. I mean, this is all a... That's so stupid. This is... It's just it's just to please the radical extremist idiot uh, fundraisers. So do you think that Mike Pence will mm-hmm. end up being president for like an mm-hmm. hour? No. No. No, I don't. Okay. By the way, Jeffy says that uh, uh, Trump did tweet from the POTUS account, but it's not. I thought he did. Mm. Didn't look like it to me, but mm. okay. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong one. President Trump at POTUS. I don't know. Just I scroll down and I see. Was well, there anything uh, salty? Let's see here. From the president of the United States, the no, I mean the official account. No, send me, send me the tweets, <laughs> Jeffy, because it doesn't look right. from my perspective <clears throat> that he's been tweeting from there. But hmm. I'm probably wrong. Uh, all right, let me take a minute tell you about Omega XL. If uh, you're in pain. You got some inflammation going on in your joints, in your muscles. Uh, I have a great remedy for you. If you haven't tried it yet, please try Omega XL. This can this can bring sweet relief to your body, as it did mine. It's backed by 35 years of clinical research. It's Omega XL, and it attacks the inflammation and essentially has an off switch for inflammation. So once the inflammation is turned off, so is your pain. Now, you probably tried pain relievers, topical rubs. They don't even touch the problem for me. Omega XL neutralizes the inflammation, though, that causes painful, stiff joints and muscles. It comes, this omega fatty acid comes from the pristine waters of New Zealand. And they're tiny little gel caps that are super easy to swallow. Should have no trouble with these. They don't leave a nasty, fishy aftertaste for you. So, to get you started... On getting you some relief. When you order one Omega XL bottle right now, you'll get a second bottle thrown in for free. Visit OmegaXL.com slash Pat. When you buy one, you'll get one free. OmegaXL.com slash Pat. Or you can call 800-844-4888. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. So did you find the president yeah, tweets? Okay, so a lot of people have been telling me here that uh, he was tweeting, and then Jack took his tweets down, oh. but they can't shut down the account because they're leaving it up for Biden, the at POTUS account. So they pulled down his tweets. Uh, he was tweeting. Unreal. Um, yeah, he was tweeting about Section 230 and the 75 million Americans who voted for him, how uh, they will not be silenced. And, uh, well. and then he was silenced. Jack is a very, very small man. Yeah, he's uh, uh, he's a douchebag. And they all seem to be. You know, Zuckerberg, he put on a good show a few years ago for Glenn. Uh, when, when Facebook was under fire and Glenn defended him and went out there to, uh, to Palo Alto and, and sat in a meeting with him, listened to his BS kind of bought into it it was obviously none of it was sincere uh they're all like-minded in silicon valley for for some reason they're all about this government regulation of their industry uh i i guess 
I, you know, Facebook seems to even be asking for more of it. They seem to want more regulation of the government, not less. Very strange. Um, so we'll see what happens. But uh, between Facebook, Google, Twitter, they're kind of controlling the speech uh, in this country right now. Right. Trying to anyway. Fortunately, we've got this outlet still. Knock on wood. Uh, we'll see how long that lasts. Does that count? I think that's is that particle board. That, oh, yeah. I don't know. So. I'm not sure. Okay. All right. Knock on your head. That's made of wood, isn't you, it? You got that right. Mm-hmm. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, this is this is scary. This Very. is dangerous. Yeah. And this does not end well. Uh, I mean, if you're to the point leftist where you are shut literally shutting down dissent you've admitted that you've lost the war of ideas if that's what you've mm-hmm. come to i don't know what good that does for us yay we won the battle of ideas <laughs> but <laughs> but we lost the war we can't talk to each other about it yeah it's, it's amazing uh and it's it's really frightening and, and again, couldn't have imagined it getting this bad just a short time ago. I mean, last year, really. How old were you last year? Hmm. I don't know. That's way too far, uh, way too far in the past to remember. Um, and now here we are. Here we are facing this. Uh, and again, it's absolute, total and complete fascism. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh also Coke. Coke. The number one soft drink, I mean, by far in America, has sounded off on what happened at the Capitol building last week. Uh they tweeted out what happened in Washington, DC is an offense to the ideals of American democracy. Have to remind Coke again, we're not a democracy. Uh, But they write, for nearly 250 years, the United States of America has stood as a beacon for democracy. (laughs) Shining a light for the world on how differing perspectives and ideas can strengthen society. We are all stunned by the unlawful and violent events that unfolded in Washington, D.C. With the election results now certified, we have faith in America's democratic institutions to ensure a peaceful transfer of power. And allow the U.S. to move forward together as one nation. Is that not just taking the side of the left in this? Why why as a business like Coke, I guess you're so I you're you're so sure of your standing in American society that you can take chances like that of pissing off half the country? Now, I don't think anybody condones the glass being broken, uh, rushing the Capitol building like that, uh, taking it over. Essentially, they actually didn't take it over. But they did run through the building, helped themselves to a few desks and some selfies and and broke some things along the way. Absolutely despicable. That should not have happened. However... Uh, how is it that Coca-Cola wasn't there for any of the rioting or 
Was that part of American democracy? The rioting, the looting, the burning down of buildings, the burning down of cities, setting fire to vehicles, attacking police officers for seven months. All of that was perfectly fine. It's just the, the one-sidedness of this is just driving me out of my mind. Very, very difficult to take. And the news media uh, and the Democrats pushed for that violence from the very beginning. Uh, check this out. Here's just a few instances of what we're talking about when Democrats pushed for violence. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Enemies huh. of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick. How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? The biggest terror threat in this country is you. white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I mm. thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, <laughs> if we were in high school, I'd take you behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face! When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. Wow. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator hmm. is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, in, in a, a gasoline, gasoline station, station, you get hmm. out and you create a crowd. Hmm. And you push back on them. Yeah. And you tell them they're not welcome yeah. anymore, anywhere. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our Constitution uh, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. And they should not. If you take your now, you ain't seen nothing yet. Mm. There you go. Jeez. It's good. Yeah. I mean, that's what we went through for the last year, year and a half with the Democrats. And then, you know, at the least little provocation, uh, all hell breaks loose. And, and now all of a sudden, it's President Trump who's inciting all this violence and trying to overthrow the country. And now it's an insurrection. Now it's an insurrection. Really? A whole bunch of people went to the Capitol building <clears throat> unarmed? And uh, left mostly peacefully, <laughs> to coin a phrase from the left, mostly peaceful. There were what? I don't know, 50,000, 100,000 people there. Most of them didn't break windows. Most of them uh, didn't attack anybody. That was some kind of crappy insurrection, if it was one. <laughs> and they left all their weapons at home. 
which is really weird during an insurrection as well. And these leaders and these journalists literally call for violence. Yeah, literally called for violence. And there will be no repercussions for them whatsoever. No, I mean, because they've made those statements <clears throat> quite a while ago and nothing ever happened. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. There were no consequences whatsoever. Were their Twitter accounts suspended? No, not one of them. You know, all of this stuff that you look at just Robert De Niro and all the garbage he has spewed that's come out of his stupid fat face. Uh, you don't suspend that guy's Twitter account? Hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah, but there's no bias. Don't worry about that. There's absolutely no bias whatsoever. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we've got a nice graphic that shows the difference between the... Summer riots and what happened at the Capitol. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we've got, for instance, uh, your outrage is manufactured on the left. BLM riots, uh, left-wing violence, lasted seven months. How long did the Capitol riot last? Uh, several hours. Okay. Yeah, a couple hours. Okay. Not several months, not one month, not one day, but a few hours of one day. Uh, the BLM riots condemned mostly by Republicans. Capitol riot condemned by all Republicans and Democrats. Uh, the BLM riots encouraged by media and politicians. The Capitol riot, if you want to call it that, encouraged only by fringe political groups. Yeah, I, I guess some of the people there, the instigators, were QAnon. Yeah. Uh, really fringe group that nobody even knows who they are except for the fact that I think they believe in the conspiracy theory of the um, child uh, slavery, sex slavery ring being run out of the pizza joint. Oh. uh, Out of the basement of the pizza joint that doesn't have a basement. It's that. I think they believe in that theory. That's Q? Yeah. I, I believe it is. So, you know, and they, they make that out like it's some gigantic political movement. I, I remember when we were talking about the Black Panthers and how dangerous some of them were. We got to kill some of day babies. We got we to gotta kill some white people. We got to, I mean, they were making all kinds of statements like that and we played them for people. Oh, come on. The, the Black Panthers, that's such a tiny little group. They, they, they don't make any difference. Okay, but the QAnon <laughs> is some massive problem. Okay. BLM riots, uh, the left-wing violence, police force was used, and uh, police force was used in the Capitol riots. Twenty-three, uh, More than 23 people were shot dead during the BLM riots. One person shot dead at the Capitol riot. And by the way, it was a person who was a Trump supporter. Uh, with the BLM riots, 700 officers injured, 14 at the Capitol building. 150 plus uh, federal buildings damaged during the BLM riots. One federal building building damaged during the Capitol riot. Hundreds of small businesses destroyed during the BLM riots. No small businesses destroyed during the Capitol riot. Hmm. Uh, after the BLM riots, zero outrage. Yeah. After the Capitol building uh, riot, nationwide outrage. Boy. The mood in America. Starting to feel a little Reichstag fiery, you know? 
being set up. And it does start to feel that way, doesn't it? Sure does. And you know what? I don't mind the Nazi imagery anymore because they use it all the time. Sure do, don't they? Yeah, they do. They they, they want it to be their uh, their little area, though. That only they can mm-hmm. throw out that that comparison or that insult. We're not supposed to say anything about it. <laughs> okay. All right. And they like to say that Nazism, by the way, is right wing, which nothing could be further from the truth. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Nazism is far left. So, so, so just another, uh, another little issue that the left has with themselves that they, they don't quite understand. How does this cute little marriage between the left and the right in America, where do we go from here? How does this end? That's hmm? uh, a tough question to answer right now, isn't it? Yeah. It's a loaded question and it's a tough one to, to answer and frankly, I don't have any idea. <laughs> That's a good enough answer as any. Don't have any idea. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. So far, for now, we haven't set up a parlor. Uh, we should try to do that today if it's possible. All right, because I know we were talking about setting up parlor and just didn't get around to it. I'm over there at Keith Malinak, but we'll get uh, okay. Pat set up there. That'll be our goal for today. That's the goal. We'll see if it can happen. All right. More Packray Unleashed coming up. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Welcome. Great to have you with us. 888-900-3393. Still got some tweets here, uh, amazingly. (laughs) Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Not many left over there. The Steve42 tweets, uh, go start your own social media company. Oops. Oh, well, wait. <laughs> yeah, isn't that uh, something? Go start your own. Yeah, that you can do that. You don't like Twitter? Just go start your own. What's the matter with you? So, Parlor go starts their own. And what happens? They get shut down at every turn. Every single avenue yeah. has been cut off. In the last little while. And they're trying to find new avenues to travel down. But when you've been dumped off the servers and mm-hmm. people can't even get to your site, what are you supposed to do? Well, you got to change servers. Yeah. So hopefully they'll be able to do that. But Amazon dropped them, right? Yep. Like a hot potato. Yeah, so they can't use their servers. And I'm looking for the tweet that a pad head <clears throat> just sent out. And basically, uh, you know, it said... Uh, here, you do the tweets there, but it's exactly what you just said, just in different words. It's well done. And also, uh, isn't there a contract between Parler and Amazon? Can they just shut you down like That's that? That's a great question. Where's the lawsuit pending? I, I hope there is one. I really hope. Please sue them uh, because they deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. Got this tweet from Liberty Squirt. Uh, if you watch on a device, you can interact in Blaze Chat. While the show is happening. Yeah, blazetv.com slash pat. Go there, subscribe, and uh, I think we can get you, is it $10 off? I think that's what right it is now right now. Right now your price. I think the, the I think the current offer is $10 off. blazetv.com slash pat. But yeah, there's a chat uh, room right there underneath the video. Yeah. As it's playing. And they haven't been able to shut that down quite yet. So hopefully they won't. No, now, that's a paid subscription site. Yeah, and that's a good segue into this tweet um, along the lines of what you were just saying. Um, so, uh, Drachman says, the left says, uh, get them off our platform. The right goes, 
and and they make other platforms. The left says, get them off our servers. The right sets up conservative servers. How long before they are crying they don't want conservatives on the same internet and satellites? Oh. Ta-da! A day? A minute? <laughs> I mean, this is going so fast. As I said earlier, it's going exponentially. So... Yeah, it could happen at any minute now. Any minute. I don't put anything past these fascists anymore. Uh, Nothing. Not one single thing do I put past them. They're capable of virtually anything. Remember the good old days of 2020? Oh, those were good times. I love that year. What a great... That year was precious. (laughs) (laughs) Remember when you say a few things on Twitter? I mean, like early 2020. Yeah, a few. So yeah, got a couple of things, and then uh, got a little got a little shaky in late 2020. Uh, Captain Sham tweets: Democrats make me want to say things I don't want to say. <laughs> oh, me too. Jeffy's 18 spoons. Uh, the tech giants are calling for more regulation because they'll write the regulations yeah, benefiting go. them and crushing their competition there That's you go really true yep and it's exactly what's happening right now to parlor <clears throat> to the little guys who are later to the game than say the big guys like twitter uh and we can just squash them we can just we can just crush them uh into oblivion mostly vegetarian caleb tweets the protests were mostly peaceful in the same way that pat and i are mostly vegetarian yes <laughs> very true really true a few minutes ago we talked about some of the violence that was being incited by the left uh here's 28 times democrats and media have excused or endorsed violence of course we showed you the kamala harris uh about the rioters that they're not going to stop nor should they that was one of her big things chris cuomo asking when protests were supposed to be peaceful who said they were supposed to be peaceful I don't know. Everybody? The First Chris? Amendment? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much everybody. <laughs> you have the right to peacefully assemble. Yeah. MSNBC reporter. I love it when, when he is uh, describing the fiery scene. It's mostly, <laughs> mostly a protest. And I think what mostly he was trying to say was, was it was mostly peaceful, but he said it was mostly a protest. Uh, but that was their whole thing. The, entire, the entirety of the riots uh, for seven months was that they were mostly peaceful. Uh, CNN labeling the protests fiery, but mostly peaceful. Uh, Democrat National Convention refusing to condemn the riots. Pulitzer Prize winning New York Times writer. Destroying property isn't violence. Huh. That's interesting. (sighs) That's from uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones. She's the one who also did the fabulous 1619 project. Uh, she explicitly rejected the idea that destroying property fits the definition of violence. <laughs> There's literally in real time changing the very definition of words. In real time. Yep. As you're reading the story, they're telling you, no, that's not what you believe it to be your whole life. It's completely different now, so don't even don't even start with that. Hey, woman. She I, mean, said, I mean, amen. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Uh, destroying property which can be replaced is not violence, she said. Hmm. Yeah, that's not the definition of, of not being violence, Hannah, but th- thank you. I guess Nicole Hannah Jones. It's a great point you make, Nicole. According to CBS's Vladimir Duthiers, 
She also said it would be an honor for the 2020 riots to be deemed the 1619 riots, despite destroying minority businesses. Okay. These people make all kinds of sense, don't they? <laughs> uh, number seven, government-funded PBS reporter denies anarchists are anarchists. <laughs> Yamiche Alcindor tried, to, tried and failed to fact-check President Trump in May, apparently faulting the president for not providing any evidence when calling the anarchists terrorizing cities anarchists. Uh, number eight, CNN's Don Lemon comparing leftist riots to the Boston Tea Party. Good gosh. He said, and let's not forget, if anyone is judging this, I'm not judging this. Oh, okay. Uh, that's what he said as CNN cameras rolled with footage of riots in D.C. and Los Angeles. This is how the country was started. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So then what was... Okay, never mind. Number nine, CNN's Chris Saliza complains about the term riot. Because I... Again, they've got to change the very definition of the word so that it doesn't seem bad to everybody. Uh, instance number 10, New York Times colon, columnist finds Portland anarchists in peace in a piece titled, Help Me Find Trump's Anarchists in Portland. <laughs> and he did. He, he found uh, Trump's anarchists in Portland. Uh, amazing. He did actually He did actually find them in the article that he titled, Help Me Find Them. <laughs> and then he describes them in the article. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, number 11, MSNBC's Joy Reid. BLM riots are really just undercover white nationalists causing trouble. Hmm. Okay. Uh, number 12, Huffington Post releases video outlining how riots built America. The Huffington <laughs> Post published a brief four-minute mini-documentary. <laughs> Outlying how riots built America to draw parallels between 2020 and uh, periods of unrest throughout American history. Uh, Instance number 13, NBC News allegedly instructed staff to avoid the term riot. Okay. Uh, If you can't, I guess, change the meaning of the word in real time, then you just stop using the word. Thus, the term uh, mostly peaceful protests continued. They dusted off a lot of words on Wednesday. Riot, terrorist, mob, violence. And suddenly, all those words had their old meaning once again. (laughs) So wait, did we go back to 2019 on Wednesday? I guess so. For the media, yeah. Oh my goodness. All right, we've got many more of these uh, instances, examples. To show you, we'll get to that in just a minute. First, let me take a minute and then tell you about uh, real estate agents I trust. Uh, This is a uh, probably one of the tougher times of the year to sell your home. I think the best time to sell your home is usually in spring. Um, So when it's cold and kind of miserable and sloppy outside, it's a little bit difficult. So you really need a really good realtor right now to help you through that process. Um, They know what people are looking for, and they know when they're looking for it. They know what types of people are looking to buy your home in your price range. And these are the experts. This is Glenn's company. And so he's got his team carefully vetting these realtors to make sure that they're really going to help you, that they really know your market. They have great marketing plans, and they're not just going to rely only on open houses uh, to sell your house for you. So whether you're buying or selling or you're doing both because you're relocating, 
Go with the experts. Real Estate Agents I Trust. The name really says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray. Example number 14 on how the media and Democrats excused all of the violence. Seattle mayor on anarchists taking control of downtown. Don't be afraid of democracy. <laughs> Wait. That's right. Taking control of a city's downtown area, is that part of, it probably is part of democracy. Yeah. That's exactly the, what that is. Yeah. And that's, that's not part of what America <laughs> is. So this is one of the reasons I say all the time, we're not a democracy. Because, yeah, that does happen <laughs> in democracies. Yeah. Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin returned fire on Trump in June when the president demanded an end to the city's partial occupation by socialist protesters. Seattle is fine, Durkin wrote on Twitter despite the insurgency. Don't be so afraid of democracy. Guy's just unreal. Uh, you tend to forget these over time, and then once yeah. you're reminded, you, you remember just how crazy a place we're in right now. Example number 15, Washington governor unaware of the Seattle occupation. <laughs> ah, he's clear down in Olympia. That's where he lives. So don't, I don't know what's going on. Your big city areas up there. I don't know what's going on. Your highfalutin towns. I got no idea. <laughs> Washington Democratic governor Jay Inslee was caught being completely oblivious to the anarchist insurrection taking over his state's largest city when he was asked about the rogue militia during a cor- coronavirus press uh, briefing. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And yet it happened. Uh, number 16, Nancy Pelosi, while mobs were tearing down statues, you know what she said? Yeah, people do what, what they do. People are going to do what they do. It just is what it is. Dude, it just is what it is. Show should be more magazine-y. Oh, look at that. I want to care 3022 just brought us a blast from the past from Pelosi, just as you were reading that. This is dated November 13th, 2018, probably the Kavanaugh hearings. We welcome the presence of these activists, and we strongly urge the Capitol Police to allow them to continue to organize and participate in our democracy. <laughs> ah! <laughs> so many things wrong with that statement. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not even going to go down that road. <laughs> That's smart. Oh, man. Jeez. <laughs> and, you know, uh, yeah, well, let's just continue here. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're up to number 17. Ro- Rolling Stone republishes an article to, quote, rethink property destruction. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We need to rethink the destruction of people's property. Maybe that's not such a bad thing. How about reimagine? <laughs> Let's just reimagine property destruction. Uh, Rolling Stone magazine republished a 2014 article first out uh, following the Ferguson, Missouri riots in 2014, titled Nine Historical Triumphs to Make You Rethink Property Destruction. Promoted the devastation as progress in May last year. The historical pedigree of property destruction as a tactic of resistance is long and frequently effective, they wrote. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, GQ magazine. Example number 18. 
Violent protests work. How many articles have you seen since last Wednesday about that? Uh, I wonder if GQ magazine feels the same way. Hey, you know what? Like we said earlier last year with the BLM riots, violent protests work. So don't be so hard on these people who broke the windows at the Capitol building. Don't don't be don't be disparaging them. Wow. Uh, number nineteen from Slate: Riots are a proportionate response. Love that. Slate magazine ran a piece amid the Floyd riots, justifying the chaos, ripping the nation's cities apart, titled Proportionate Response. From Mother Jones, example number 20, riots aren't irrational. (laughs) Uh, Number 21, Time magazine, the term riot is loaded. Yes. Yes, it is. It's a loaded word, and and it should be. Uh, Because a riot is a loaded event. So, it should be a loaded word as well. Uh, Number 22 from Vox. Woke riots are scary, but productive. (sighs) Capital riots were devastating. (laughs) That's just cheese. I can't. Number 23. New York Times has sympathy for BLM riots while blaming Trump as sole perpetrator for the Wednesday mob. Uh, from Jacobin Magazine, looting is justified only for social justice. Okay, so you can steal from other people as long as you don't like racism, I guess. Is that, is that what that means? Does that apply to whites as well as blacks? Or, or just black and other minorities can steal from other blacks and other minorities? We are in a bizarro world, man. It's completely upside down. Again, you know, people ask all the time, how do we, where do we go from here? How do we get out of this? Turning to God is the only way out now. It's the only way out. Um, see, example number 25, AOC. The whole point of protesting is to make people uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, Number 26, author writes book titled In Defense of Looting. That's Vic, Vicki Osterweil published a book late last summer, In Defense of Looting, and earned a feature in the National Propaganda, well, the NPR uh, radio network for her work. NPR guest, the Floyd demonstrations are acts of rebellion, not riots. That was from a wonderful Temple professor, Mark Lamont Hill, who's just a nightmare. And then, uh, example number 28, NPR, making up right-wing violence. That was a whole story about how people are using their cars as weapons to attack innocent people on the streets as they're trying to save themselves by driving out of a mob slowly. Unbelievable. More coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Yeah, and Pat Unleashed on Twitter for now. Hopefully, we'll get the parlor thing sorted out later on today. Uh, parlor is actually not even online, right? Are they still not up and running? You know, yeah. uh, they were they were dropped from the Amazon servers. Man, I tell you, it's uh, it's tough right now. 
Got this tweet from Duct Tape Freak. Uh, I think you meant to say that things are escalating exponentially. <laughs> Not exponentially, right? Yeah, that is what I meant. Increasing exponentially. Oh, Top one and two percent yeah. have done exponentially better. Well, corporate profit has been up over exponentially. Exponentially. Their profits have come up exponentially. It's going to be up exponentially. Huh. Wow. <laughs> no. From Panther Blue, if Parler sues, will the judge say they have no standing? <laughs> Probably. It's Steve 42, five bucks says the podcast purge is next. Yeah. Mm. Right, Steve. Coffee lover M. Uh, Pat, have you rel- relinquished your title of Mr. Twitter yet? Yes. Mm. Yes. You're, you're no longer Mr. Twitter? No, I, I'm not. I'm, gonna, I'm Later on today, I'm going to become Mr. Parlor. Mr. Parlor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. From Corrupted Republic. We're, the, we're only a republic as long as the Constitution is the law of the land. I don't believe it is anymore. Not one of the three branches of government uphold it anymore. Neither do the 50 states. Seems to me like we are a democracy. Yeah, well, that's what we're battling right now. We're trying not to become... Because democracy is, has been described as two wolves and a sheep uh, deciding what's for dinner. Hmm. Well, let's see. There's two wolves, only one sheep. Is there a McDonald's mm-hmm. nearby? No. There's no. So mm-hmm. we're like we're we're far removed from mm-hmm. like fast food joints, right? And the the restaurant district. So the de- democratic way is for the you know I'm sure the two wolves are are voting the same way. <laughs> They've got and, a block, and they're deciding the sheep is what's for dinner, whereas a republic is the. Two wolves and the sheep have sent representatives uh, to decide things like that for them. People who are not directly involved with the dinner arrangements, and they'll decide, and they'll think, well, you know, if we say yes, then the wolves will probably eat the sheep, and we don't want that. But what if the wolves have the majority of Congress? Yeah, well, that's <laughs> we see what's happening right now. <laughs> what's well, happening this very minute. I love this question lately, too. All last week, people are, are uh, in the media and Democrats in office. What if what if it were blacks that took over the Capitol building? What would have happened then? Hundreds dead. Hundreds and hundreds. I don't know. We saw rampaging minorities all summer long. There were whites mixed in as well, who were rampaging as well. Uh, but we saw many, many times... Where blacks were looting or, or uh, rioting, and what did happen? Nothing. Police Nothing have been told to stand down. Yeah, in city after city after city, especially when these kind of events are happening. We actually have a local incident about it—a state incident that did happen in 1967 when the Black Panthers took over the Capitol building in Sacramento, California. Armed. I mean, they were armed to the teeth. And they took over the building. What happened? Were hundreds killed? No, no one was. In 1967, no one was. Don't give me that nonsense. It's just uh, so disingenuous. Uh, So unaware of anything historical or anything really current event-wise, as we've seen it over the last seven, seven months or so. 888-900-3393. Oh, by the way, on a lighter note, Friday we actually did get through half, uh, one half of uh, more on trivia. 
And once again, uh, <laughs> the wrong prediction. And you would have thought Pittsburgh was a pretty good bet. Pittsburgh uh, did not win. They got beaten by the Cleveland Browns yesterday. I think it was 48-37. Is that where it wound up? Yeah. They built up a 28 nothing lead. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, that was something else. Uh, well, I mean, the Steelers have been playing the Falcons. Um <clears throat> Okay, so talking about football, there's a report that Bill Belichick is set to receive the Medal of Freedom on Thursday this week from Donald Trump. No, oh. and if he nice. does, uh, apparently, you know, there's plans for a boycott of the Patriots to follow suit. Oh, of course. Oh, jeez, you've got to be kidding! The guy can't even accept a, an award now without this being made into some political nightmare. Oh, stop it! I'm not a huge Belichick fan, right. but that's ridiculous. Stop it. I can't take Stop it. Stop it. Plus, um, over the weekend, a football coach, an assistant football coach, uh, was fired for a tweet he made about uh, Stacey Abrams. Assistant football coach for the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga was fired after posting a tweet disparaging Georgia gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams uh, here's here's what what uh, this the guy's name is Chris Malone and he's an assistant uh, on the team. <laughs> but, oh no, I, I, I'm not familiar with this tweet. Oh, oh no, he, he tweeted out, and I'm quoting now, so don't cancel me for this. I'm just quoting him. Congratulations to the state of Georgia and Fat Albert Stacey Abrams <laughs> <laughs> because okay. you have truly shown America the true works of cheating in an election again. Exclamation points. Three of them. Enjoy the buffet, big girl. Oh, God. You earned it. <laughs> you can't do this anymore, uh, I mean, You can't do this. Hope the money was good. Still not governor. And uh, so he was summarily dismissed for that. Okay. Should a tweet like that? I mean, you're t- come on. We'll be a little, little bit more creative than that. If Cre- you're more creative. Fired. Yeah, a little more sensitive maybe to... No, I didn't the say the reality of what's d- going on today. No, no, no. I didn't say you sensitive. I said mm-hmm. more creative. Yeah. I said uh, but it, I'm yeah. saying a little I, more sensitive. I see. I see. I'm just saying, you know, be more witty than that. Fat Albert. <laughs> oh, is, that, is that worth losing your job over? A fat Albert? <laughs> no. Tweet? It's not. It's really not. And and really, you know, this has nothing to do with his work. This has I guess it goes to the character issue. It's probably written into his contract. Oh. You can make it into that. Okay. Uh, but I don't know. This just seems like we're so sensitive now and yeah. so stupid that we, just every knee-jerk reaction that's possible, we fall right into. Plus, you're supposed to have reverence for Stacey Abrams. Oh, my gosh, yes. Am I not she's, correct? Yes. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer does. She tweeted out this <laughs> candle. Now, is this an actual candle, or did she yeah. Photoshop this? No, this is, a, oh, this is out there, man. So that. after Georgia Look at elected two Democrats, Governor Whitmer of Michigan tweeted out praise for fa- um, for Stacey, Stacey Abrams. Abrams, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, it was this, you know, this religious symbolist candle thing. Oh my gosh, that's like sacrilegious. It is gross, man. What are you doing? <sighs> well, Gretchen Whitmer is ridiculous as well. So. But it's just, it's very telling uh, where we are as a society. And, you know, something that has nothing to do with, you know, your livelihood or how good you are at your job. 
It can get you fired just like that. You just tweeted out something. It's mostly in jest. You're tongue-in-cheek. It's clearly, you know, he's he's just messing around. And yes, it is insulting to Stacey Abrams. Now, if he says, hey, fat Albert Donald Trump, oh my get out he's, of the White House. He's fine. He might be getting a raise from a university. Yeah, he's, That's his employer. He's the freaking head coach at Alabama today. <laughs> it's... Coach Saban, look, I know you got sorry. a big game tonight. Yeah, but sorry. We had this great tweet from this guy at Tennessee Chattanooga. So we're going to, he's so. driving down 75, right? He's coming in right now. So we need you to just get your things before the get game tonight. Get your things tonight. and get out. Uh, yeah, and so that's, we'll go ahead and pay you. Uh, you know, we'll buy out your buy out, yeah. the rest of your contract. We got to have this guy. Got to have him. Tweeting to Trump, Fat Albert. Love this guy. <laughs> I have no idea uh, what his coaching abilities are. It yeah. just doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't. He doesn't can matter. Handle Ohio State tonight. Yeah. We're talking social justice, and so uh, he's a big social justice warrior. He's he's our new head coach. Boy, that's see ya. So the national championship game is tonight. It's going to be interesting to see what kind of play calling this guy you teach Chattanooga does <laughs> as the new head coach. Because I don't, I don't know anything about their <laughs> offense. I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know much. What about he's been UT doing Chattanooga. there? The, what is the yeah. moccasins? Right. I don't, yeah, so, they are the moccasins. So we'll see. Uh, interesting. Good call on that. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, the New York Times has named already. The game hasn't even been played tonight, and they've already named their 2020 college Wait. football national champion. How do you do that? That doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, especially since the team that they named didn't play a single game all year. And that's why they named them the national champions. <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> University of Connecticut, uh, who decided to opt out of the season. Just too scary. Just too darn scary. Uh, they were the first, in fact, FBS team to squarely face the coronavirus and decide against playing a single snap during a raging pandemic. You know, they make it sound like it's such a fantastic thing that they they made that choice. When everybody else played and did fine for the most part, I mean, were there some games postponed and canceled? Yes, there were. Did a few people get sick? Yes. As far as I know, not a single collegian football player died from coronavirus, right? Have you? Am I missing something? No, you I, I don't even know. I mean, one of the BYU players had a serious illness because it, from he went from coronavirus to pneumonia. But the guy, you know, is in better shape than 99.9% of other Americans. And he, he, went, he was fine. He was out a couple of games, survived it, came back. So don't tell me that UConn is heroic for not allowing their players, who in almost every case on the football team, came there to play football, are trying to showcase their abilities. And they lost a whole season. And that's heroic. <laughs> Rather than just do what you can to keep them as safe as possible and let them play football. Yeah. Uh, uh, credit to whoever. <clears throat> this is, I think this just shows you nobody cares about UConn Huskies football. Their Wikipedia page does not have listed uh, among uh, you know championships uh, the 2020 the New, C- New, New York, York Times, Times championship. Yeah. So that's uh, <clears throat> that's again. I think this is just a case of <clears throat> no, nobody cares about. Huskies football. Right. Um, there are some who care about Huskies basketball. It's kind right. of a basketball school. Right, but right. But why, why did, how did they the choose UConn? Team. Because didn't New Mexico State? Because they were the first. Yeah. I'm sure they were, They were. you know, that was okay. the deciding factor because it was UConn, New Mexico State, Old Dominion, right? Old Dominion. 
And it was those th- those three teams were the only teams in the football bowl championship division subdivision to uh, not play. This Speaking year. of uh, Old Dominion, Taylor Heineke, the <clears throat> quarterback for the Washington Redskins, he looked really good uh, Saturday night. He couldn't carry the team himself, but he played very well. Oh, but wait, he supports Donald Trump, so it's not a Cinderella story after all. <clears throat> yeah, that's why nobody's talking about it. Nobody will talk about it. He's made that clear. I didn't realize that that yeah. he had. Hang on, uh, a second. Hang on. let me. Is it? Did he tweet out his love for? I I, I don't know. I'll have to get back to you. God, it's just crazy. I just know he supports him, and therefore. Oh boy. Here we go. Uh, fans rip Washington football teams. <laughs> Taylor Heineke, after learning he supports President Trump, after learning <laughs> he supports that bastard. What? How did they learn it? What That's happened? What did he do? This guy. Should he be in prison today? Should he be a, uh, at Rikers Island right now? So here, here's, the, here, here's the tweet, okay? All right. Heineke, a known Donald Trump supporter's feed, oh. is filled with right-wing pro-MAGA tweets and liberal no. bashing, especially over the turbulent last five months since the killings of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. No. His likes show tweets criticizing protesters and rioters. Oh, how dare you criticize protesters and rioters when they're mostly peaceful. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion, but uh, no, everyone... They're, no, they're not. That's yeah. his freaking lie right there. Uh, this, no, this they're not. This tweet disputed, Okay. Uh, everyone wow. else is allowed to condemn a woefully ignorant view. The backlash from his wow. condescension can be a teachable moment as his tweets garnered oh, more attention. Gosh. Heineke stood firm in his position, even calling for a civil and educated conversation. <laughs> what a terrible thing How to do. How is he in the league? I don't know. He wants to have an educated and civil conversation. I'm going to need you to stop saying that phrase. Keith, it is so offensive that oh I, my gosh. I can't abide it. This I cannot abide it. Is oh, that's madness. It's not America anymore. We're just we're just not in the United States of America anymore. Who wrote this story? Do you have the? Uh, that was a tweet, but hold on. Um, God, from I don't think a sports writer. Hang on. Uh, let's see. Okay. I like this. So part of the evidence, the case against Taylor Heineke is a Donald Trump tweet uh, from 2019. Trump tweeted out, our country is free, beautiful, and very successful. If you hate our country or if you are not happy here, you can leave. <laughs> and, and their evidence, they circled Taylor Heineke liked that tweet. And, oh, no. Right, 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 right. Now, oh, no. In August, Taylor Heineke dreadful quarterback from mm-hmm. the Washington football team mm-hmm. tweeted out another glaring and obvious problem is how people can't have civil educated conversations anymore without being privileged and ignorant. Beautiful thing about this country is you can have differing viewpoints and it should have to be like this. How dare he believe uh, And it that. shouldn't have to be like this. I'm sure I share a lot of the same. And then it goes on. Opinion. I continued. Uh, it just shows his ignorance it, and right. hate. Hate. Absolute filthy hate. Dude wants us to be civil. What a hater. And educated before we have conversations about stuff. Get wow. him out of the league. Get him out of the league. Homophobe. Right. Uh, wait. Islamophobe. No, I don't know that that was... Phobophobe. No, it's not in... He's some kind of phobe. I know that. I mean, that was literally... I know that. That was the entire case against him. <laughs> I'm scrolling and I, that don't was it. Don't say anything more. That, that uh, was... What What are you... What a bastard. Huh. That's worse than if he would have killed multiple, like dozens of people. That's worse. And this is just it. <clears throat> we literally cannot have a conversation. No, we can't. 
uh, they'll shut it down right now. Snap you back so hard your head is <clears throat> taken from the rest of your body. All right, let me tell you about <laughs> Scoremaster. Uh, here is something that can be a real positive in your life. If you just got mm, kind of okay credit, uh, then Scoremaster can help you a lot. The average person has about 97 points that they can quickly add to their credit score. But, of course, who knows how to do that? I, I don't know how to get them. Scoremaster does. Their credit scientists discovered an algorithm that super boosts credit scores, not just a few points, 97 points fast. Now, the average person who goes to Scoremaster and in just the first 20 days gets an average of 61 points added to their credit score. 20 days or less. So, I mean, if that happened to you and then you went out and applied for a car loan, you could save $9,000 during the life of that loan. If you're getting a home loan and you raise just the average 61 points, you could save almost $100,000 over the life of that loan. Scoremaster, go there today. They'll put you in control of your finances. You can enroll in just minutes. It's an easy process. They'll even show you how many plus points you can add to your score. Scoremaster.com slash pad. Scoremaster.com slash pad. Pat Ray. Thanks for being with us. Uh, Triple A 900. 3393. What a fun, fun time uh, we're experiencing <laughs> in America and the world. Uh, got some tweets here. Adam Lawrence tweets, since Al Gore invented the internet, he could delete all those conservative websites. <laughs> yeah, he probably could. It seems like it belongs to him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Redeen Marie C. Ah, 2021. Or like I've nicknamed it, the Book of Revelation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cardi T, uh, Parlor CEO, says the service will be down longer than expected. Oh, no. Ah, that sucks. Jeez. Small, mouth, small math bass, Kurt, <laughs> tweets, I used to think most liberals were simply useful idiots. <clears throat> it is now so obvious the masks are off mm-hmm. that it's hard to believe most are. I, I think they support this knowingly. Yeah, I'm kind of there as well. Just too muck and fudge tweets. BYU should be named the national champions because their players are at a higher risk due to their age. <laughs> I see what oh. she did there. That's how oh. the BYU players are old. That's a thinking man's tweet. Yeah, because they served thinking. missions, most of them. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah, but I Zach Wilson, I looked up, you know, because... Funny. You know, a lot of talk that the Falcons may choose him at four, so I've started reading about him and stuff like that. Yeah. He's only... Uh, he's 20- 21. Yeah, so... 21 years old. So is he, he didn't go on a mission. Yeah, he's a heathen. Yeah. What a jerk. Godless animal. So he doesn't... No, he's actually... He's LDS. He just didn't go on a mission. Sometimes oh, that happens. What's his problem? Well, you'll have to talk. He said he... he in fact, he just... <clears throat> they had a huge expose on him and somewhere expose yeah it was an expose it was like long it was lengthy and in it he talked about the fact he's not real you know not real churchy he's he he believes in it he just doesn't you know i guess he hasn't been active his whole life then he'll fit in nicely in buckhead um so let's see here uh can he go on a mission later as an adult yeah he could Mm -hmm. yes he he Mm. could do that okay First, she's going to make many, many, many tens of millions of dollars. Though. Yes. Wow. I mean, if he, if he's picked at number four, 
Uh, the signing bonus for the top five, I think, last year was somewhere between nine and twelve million dollars. Just the signing bonus that changes your life forever, right there. Or as Deion Sanders said when he was drafted, oh, ironically by the Atlanta Falcons, um, I got so much money coming to me, it's on layaway. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a nice line. Yeah, and that was you know I like it. Forty you know thirty years ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Hard to believe, but uh, time flies. Yeah, yeah. Usually you do pretty well for yourself when you're a star in the NFL. Uh, it's a good living. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, another freedom of speech issue. This one is a school district. Trying to control what students can say off campus in their speech. I just, I despise this type of fascism. And that's exactly what, in fact, this is going all the way to the Supreme Court. The school is so committed to stopping kids saying mean things about the school. Oh, God. It was a Saturday in the spring of 2017, and a ninth grade student in Pennsylvania was having a bad day. She had just learned. She failed to make the varsity cheerleading squad and would stay on the JV, the junior varsity. The student expressed her frustration on social media, sending a message on Snapchat to about 250 of her friends. The message included an image of her and a friend flipping off the camera. (laughs) So they raised their middle fingers, along with the text that expressed a similar statement. (laughs) Using the curse word four times, she expressed her dissatisfaction with F school, F softball, uh, cheer, and F everything. Okay? Not nice. And if you're a parent, you probably don't enjoy seeing her do that. But she was suspended from uh, cheerleading for a year for doing it because they said the punishment uh, was needed to avoid chaos and maintain a team-like environment. We can't have kids... Uh, bad-mouthing the school like that uh, because it'll happen all the time. Uh, what? Uh, we'll talk about this a bit more. Get your thoughts on it. 888 Pat Gray Unleashed. 888 Pat Unleashed on Twitter. So far. For now, mm-hmm. bovine scatology tweets nine more days till true tyranny. <laughs> yeah, we're not even there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> President-elect dog, I pledge allegiance to big tech and the censorship for which it stands. One notion under supervision, intimidation with consequences and newspeak for all. That's really good. Mm-hmm. I like that. We put that aside. Maybe use that. Uh, from Lynn. Pat, I really need some cat and dog videos to balance things out right now. Please. <laughs> okay, is that you tweeting under the that's name not, of Lynn? That's not me. Uh-huh. Yeah, I they, your little tricks. They banned my account, so now I'm Lynn. <laughs> uh, all right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You think Twitter has been an echo chamber for left-wing thought for Marxists and socialists up until this point? Wow. Uh, what's it going to be now? Now that the conservatives are completely abandoning, either by choice or forced off of the platform, there's going to be no opposition on Twitter. Just uh, crazy. 
And they're being backed, of course, in the big media. CNN just had a, well, they did, they have it right now. Uh, one of their banners says, silenced Trump supporters lost their right to be heard uh, by spreading lies. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So it's okay then. I see. You can take away their rights just like that. They haven't committed a criminal offense. You know, they haven't threatened anyone. But you think they've lied, so they lose their right to free speech. Hmm. Interesting. That's, that's fascinating. But that's the same thing with, with Democrats throwing around a no-fly list uh, for Capitol Hill rioters. Uh, they're, what? They're, yeah, without... Well, I hadn't heard that yet. They're, uh, well, they're talking about taking away people's right to fly? Yeah, without due process. Oh, my gosh. If they can identify it, I think we should take them off. We, what? Wow. What'll they think of next? They f- must be just memorizing every word of Mein Kampf right now. They must be just looking through the Communist Manifesto for everything they can possibly get away with. Yeah, yeah let's see. What other oppression method can we use? We are hmm. being separated and isolated. Yeah, we are. Whew. And I don't want to hear anymore. Yeah, well, they're a private business. They can do what they want. No! They've been afforded protection by the government. So they invited the government in. Now the government uh, can respond here. There are consequences to what they're doing, or there should be, according to Section 230. Because if, if they have to answer for the things that are said on their platform, which they don't now, well, that's going to change everything for them. That can't, they can't have that. That drives them out of business, chances are. So that's why it's so important to them that Section 230 not be messed with. And that's what they fall back on. So And that negates that, well, it's, it's a private industry. They can do what they want. No, because there are certain rules and regulations that apply to them that they're not abiding by. It's despicable. And it's not just... You know, Twitter, and it's not just Google. It's not just Democrats who want Trump gone before January 20th. I mean, this is a stunning movement to me. You got nine days. Stop it. Okay? Why don't you focus on doing something for the country rather than against Donald Trump? How would that be? But even Pat Toomey's in on it. Check this out. Your Republican colleague, Senator Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, says President Trump should resign. She said, uh, quote, he's caused enough damage. Do you agree? Yeah, I do. Uh, oh. I, I think at this yeah, point, with just a few days left, it's mm-hmm. um, the best path forward, the best way to mm-hmm. get this person in the rearview mirror uh, for us. Uh, that could happen immediately. I'm not optimistic it will, but uh, I do think that would be the best way forward. What a bonehead. Really? <sighs> I mean, I'm not a big Pat Toomey fan, but that's that's BS right there. Yeah, kind of ironic that the Tea Party movement got him elected. Right, right. Remember that? And now he wants oh. the duly elected president to resign before the end of his term. Nuts. That's just crazy. Uh, all right, we were talking about this school district. Speaking of our free speech being uh, removed, uh, got this uh, fascist school district trying to control their students. And this this happens all over the country. This isn't just an isolated incident. This happens all the time all around the nation. So 
a girl who was a freshman in high school uh, didn't get on the cheerleading squad. So she said some vulgar things about the school on, I think it was on, yeah, Snapchat. So it's on Snapchat with 250 friends. It's her account. It's her account. Personal account. Nothing to do with the school. Not on school hours, not on school time, not on school property. None of your business then. She's, she Snapchats this at home, and the school punishes her at school. Is that cool to anybody? Is that Should that be legal and doable? Well, not according to a, uh, a circuit court. Uh, she sued the school district, and she won a sweeping victory in the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit in Philadelphia. Wow, even there. The court said the First Amendment did not allow public schools to punish students for speech outside school grounds. Makes complete sense. That's a, that's a no-brainer ruling, right? Yeah. Well, next month, no, wait. the Supreme Court will consider whether to hear the case. Uh, the Third Circuit's ruling is in tension with decisions from several other courts, and such splits often invite Supreme Court review. Uh, In urging the justices to hear the case, the school district said administrators around the nation needed a definitive ruling from the Supreme Court on their power to discipline students for what they say away from school. Mm. You can't... How would you think you have any power to do that? No, I mean, just imagine if this happens at a party, just a crowded house. Right. And she gets up inebriated or whatever and says, F softball, F cheerleading, F this school. Right. Are you going to put her in jail for that? What are you going to do to her? Suspend her from school? Uh, So the school school district representatives say the question presented recurs constantly and has become even more urgent as COVID-19 has forced schools to operate online. Only this court can resolve this threshold. First Amendment question. Bedeviling the nation's nearly 100,000 public schools. That's a stretch, man. Wow. Justin Driver, a law professor at Yale and the author of The Schoolhouse Gate, Public Education, The Supreme Court, and The Battle for the American Mind. That's a that's too long a title, my friend. Right. Your book's not going to sell a single copy. <laughs> uh, but he agreed with the school district to a point. He said, it's difficult, it is difficult to exaggerate the stakes of this constitutional question. But he added, and to me, this is the key uh, portion of this. He added that schools had no business telling students what they could say when they're not in school. Absolutely right. What do you mean? You, I, I don't care what the repercussions are for the school district. You can't suppress free speech when they're away from school. You got no business trying to do that. No, and what old man administrator is monitoring kids, like teenage girls' accounts on Snapchat? That's a little creepy. It's almost creepy when yeah. you say it that way. Yeah, well. That's how I said it. (laughs) Whatever happened to, okay, somehow, let's just say it didn't, you know, they weren't, some old guy wasn't, you know, it it came to their attention, you know? Yeah, right. What happens to, uh, why can't it just be the counselor calls her in? Right. The school counselor, hey, what's up? We'd appreciate you not being vulgar vulgar about the school. Or not even that, just like, hey, this this seems kind of... uh, Really upset this weekend. Everything okay? I mean, you want to talk about it? You know, right. Just... Uh, you could do that. You could handle it that way. But that would that would take some common sense. That, that would <laughs> take bad. some maturity. I You know what? Yeah. I forgot what planet I was on for a second. Right. Please accept my apologies. 
I mean, that's just crazy talk, Keith. Yes. To expect that, that sort of reason to occur. You know what year this is, right? <laughs> Yeah. What is this, 1945? <laughs> Not hardly. <laughs> Yay, we <clears throat> won the war. Uh, the student is represented, get this, by the ACLU, <clears throat> and uh, told the Supreme Court that the First Amendment protected her colorful, colorful expression. of. Her. I'll bet you if she hadn't used the F word, the ACLU wouldn't be interested in this case. That's what they're protecting, is your ability to swear in public. So just remember, <laughs> just remember to mix in a four-letter word. Yes, right. Whenever you're frustrated. And you might get some free <clears throat> legal representation. So uh, they told the Supreme Court the First Amendment protects her colorful expression of frustration made in an ephemeral, ephemeral Snapchat on her personal social media on a weekend off campus containing no threat or harassment or mention of her school even. Oh, you got to be kidding me. She didn't even mention the specific school. I mean, they can't even make the case that, wow. that she mentioned the school by name. Mm-mm. They can't make the case that she did it during school hours. Right. They what? can't make any case here. There is no... I don't even know how this is being discussed, let alone going all the way to the Supreme Court. Wow. <clears throat> the, uh, the brief focused on that last point, that there's no threat or harassment or mention of her school. And it didn't spend much time on uh, defending the Third Circuit's broader approach. I like the broad approach, by because you got to protect free speech here. Uh, and I, I don't think kids are excluded. Do we exclude teenagers in the First Amendment? Is there an exclusionary clause that says, except for people 19 and under? Your Honor. <laughs> I don't think so, actually. I don't think so. Mm. Just amazing, just amazing things that are going on. Amazing rulings that are happening. Uh, and it's amazing that the mainstream media is defending all of this garbage. The court has been methodical, cutting back on students' First Amendment rights since the Tinker decision in 1969. Oh, oh. Remember the Tinker, tinker. decision? Tinker. Yeah. Yeah. That was Never good. forget the Tinker 1969. decision. 1969. I was thinking it was the Tinker decision of 1964, but no, I, no, no. I guess not. It's no. a 69 Tinker Correct. decision. Yeah. Yeah, when it went 7 to 2? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think, I think, I think you if I remember correctly. <laughs> <laughs> in the court's last major decision on students' free speech, 2007, <laughs> Uh, Roberts wrote the majority opinion, siding with a principal who had suspended a student for displaying a banner that said, bong hits for Jesus. <laughs> okay. Again, I find that offensive. What? I don't like that. I mean, if that's the hill you want to <laughs> die on for free speech, okay. <laughs> uh, but they, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of the principal. Bizarre. So I guess this seems to be the same sort of thing where a kid tweeted that or expressed that in some fashion off of school grounds, not on school time, and still lost the case. Wait. Wow. Hold on a second. In a 7-2 to decision, the Supreme Court's majority ruled that neither students nor teachers shed their constitutional rights of freedom of speech or expression at the schoolhouse gate. Okay. The court took the position that school officials could not prohibit only on the suspicion that the speech might disrupt the learning environment. So it sounds okay, like... Okay, so they, they, did they decide, did they rule that it did 
hamper or infringe on the uh, learning environment? Was that the ruling? Because no. this says they lost. Huh. The dissent argued that the First Amendment does not grant the right hmm. to express any opinion at any time. Oh, doesn't. Uh, so yeah, this okay. is the dissent. Oh, I see. That's something. Students attend school hmm. to learn, not teach. The armbands were a distraction. School uh, was a legitimate inter-school order. Should have, that was the dissent. Hmm. I mean, that's Tinker so, versus Des Moines, February 1969. Okay, that's the 1969 case, not the 2007 case. Uh, the 2007 oh, case is from uh, Roberts, <laughs> what? Wait, who sided with the principal. There's more than one Tinker case after yeah, we were goofing around. <laughs> and, no, that's the 1964 one. You're talking. There literally was another one. With <laughs> well, it was similar. I think it was just similar okay, to okay. that. And it's their last major decision on school on students' free speech. Okay, and which is just. I mean, ever since the court uh, changed. Ever since Justice Roberts uh, took over as chief justice, there has not been. A, well, there's been a few good rulings, but uh, things like this where you would think, okay, that's easy. These guys are going to, they're going to rule in favor of free speech. Nope. Nope. We're ruling in favor of the principal and the school that they can't say these things off of school grounds. Wow. Amazing. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and it Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Feels so great, doesn't it, to be uh, uh, losing our freedom of speech, losing our freedom of assembly. They're threatening our freedom to uh, bear arms. Mm-hmm. Are the are the troops in our home yet? Not quite yet. Okay. Well, unless you consider all the surveillance, I the do. Government being in your home. I think that's a great analysis there, as far as what <clears throat> Edward Snowden uncovered. Right, the government is effectively in your home. Yes. Yep. Uh, also, <laughs> wow, this is amazing. Uh, top. House Democrat asked the Trump administration to ban rioters who took part in Wednesday's siege from commercial flights. See? Mm-hmm. No good. So you're, you're going to try to put the Capitol Hill, <clears throat> the Capitol building rioters on a no-fly list with no due process. Given the heinous domestic terrorist attack on the U.S. Capitol yesterday, I'm urging, so we did this last Thursday, I'm urging the Transportation Security Administration and the FBI to use their authority to add the names of all identified individuals involved in the attack to the federal no-fly list and keep them off planes. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, So wait, a Democrat... Mm-hmm. The party that calls Trump a dictator wants yeah. him to dictate, wants him to yes. just arbitrarily, no due process, as you say, put these people on the no fly list. That's the wonderful logic of the left, Keith. Isn't that great? <laughs> Jeez. And by the way, we're going to impeach you uh, same time. <laughs> All right. I, I, yeah, pay no attention to the impeachment effort. We would like to ask you this favor. Put him on the no fly list. <laughs> we need a favor. And then you're out. Can, okay. Can you do us a solid before we <laughs> kick you out of office? I mean, that is crazy. Plus, I'll tell you this. The airlines need all the passengers they can possibly get. You know how many fewer people flew in 2020? I don't know if this is people in general, because this is a big number. Uh, or if it's, you know, the repeat travel from by certain persons, too. They just lost this amount of business. 500 million fewer people flew in 2020 so that was yeah, so less than half of what it was in 2019 ticket sales yeah huh oh my 
Hundreds of millions of fewer people uh, choosing t- uh, to fly amid the coronavirus pandemic or not choosing to fly, actually, in this case. The TSA announced Monday that 324 million passengers passed through its airport security checkpoints, 61% decline from the record high 824 million people that, uh, that flew in 2018. Travel dipped to its lowest point, obviously, in April, a month before, a month after the president declared a national emergency. On that day, just 87,500 people passed through security checkpoints. That's only 4% of the amount that did the same weekday in 2019. So, yeah, then you add the people from the uh, Capitol riot. That's fine. Yeah, take them off, too. And then what about anybody who said anything positive about Donald Trump in the last four or five years on Twitter? you got to take them off. Get them out. They're a danger. They're a threat. These talk show hosts that have expressed positive feelings about Donald Trump in the past, they they need not to fly ever again. Okay, you're kind of hitting a you know? little close to home <laughs> now. Anybody who voted for the president, obviously, you can't trust them. Uh, they're probably... Oh. Their next movement would probably be uh, flag a plane into buildings if you let them on a plane. Yeah, I mean, that Lincoln Project fiasco is they are going full bore at preventing... What they call Trump enablers, whether a part of his staff or supporter of the president, from future employment, they they want to they want to prevent these people from, from making working. a livelihood. Just I mean, this is the kind of things amazing. that we just like you just went on the kind of a jokey but not really rant. Yeah, it, it's yeah. no longer tongue in cheek. Right, it's reality, man. It really is. It really is frightening. It's getting harder and harder every day to uh to actually uh perform satire because almost nothing is satire anymore reality (laughs) is satire now what is sarcasm and everything is happening right uh that's why this would have been funny a few years ago it's just not now from the babylon (laughs) b uh remember the the book from O.J. Simpson, he wrote, what if I did it? Hey, if I did it. Yeah. If I did it. If yeah. I did it, here's how I would have done it. <laughs> I mean, come on. So Biden, according to the Babylon Bee, <clears throat> has just written a controversial new memoir titled, If I Rigged It. <laughs> <clears throat> to commemorate the completely fair and honest 2020 election, Joe Biden has announced a brand new memoir called, If I Rigged It. <laughs> the book is already being met with critical acclaim for its compelling description of a totally hypothetical situation where Biden and the Democrats fraudulently steal the election. <laughs> Listen here, Jack. I didn't steal the election, <clears throat> said Biden to a group of adoring fans of the press. But if I had stolen the election, this is how I would have done it. It's real simple, see? My new book will give you all the dirty details. Nice. <clears throat> this book is a masterpiece, said the New York Times. Biden, who totally wrote this all by himself, <laughs> draws the reader in with a compelling narrative of a totally hypothetical story. Okay. This is how they would review the book, too. You know it, for yeah. a fact. His prose is artful and engaging. The description of an effort to steal the 2020 election is way more believable and interesting than Trump's baseless claims. In short, 
Biden is a genius. <laughs> the book has soared to the top of the New York Times bestseller list in its first week since release. Experts predict it may become the best-selling book of 2021. Critics have called the book a highly suspicious work that reads more like an actual confession than a memoir. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> Uh, trusted media outlets, fact checkers, and social media have all dismissed these criticisms as baseless. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Uh, <clears throat> if I rigged it, Joe Biden. Pick it up on Amazon uh, right now. Actually, don't. Uh, go to a bookstore because Amazon doesn't deserve your business. I cannot believe they dropped Parler from their, from their servers. Just amazing. So anyway, we're going to probably... Hopefully, join Parlor uh, sometime today if they're back up. Uh, all right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. One more thing about airlines and air travel. American Airlines, and this isn't a satire. American Airlines will no longer permit emotional support animals on flights. What? What? I won't hear of it. Forcing owners to pay extra if they want to be accompanied by their pair by their pets. How about that? I think they got a little irritated at the fact that, you know, okay, a dog, uh, all right, bring the dog on. You want an emotional support cat? Okay, bring that on. I think they're drawing the line at the emotional support horse. I mean, that's discrimination. (laughs) It is, and they don't want to be accused of that, so they just finally said, all right, we're banning it all. We can't do this anymore. So if you ask American Airlines now if you can bring your horse on board, they'll say, Nay. Ha, huh, get it? See what he did there? They'll say what? Nay. See, that's what a horse says when it sp- speaks. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, well, we've had so much fun. Yeah, we have. That we've reached our legal limit for the day. <laughs> we'll have to do more uh, tomorrow. See you then. I'm Pat Gray.